0: People, We're back. Another rapid reaction here tonight. We got me, Max, Nader, and Jay. No dominant tonight, but he'll be back soon. So the Eagles won today. I know. It's a little shocking. I can't remember the last time we did a pod when they won.
1: Weeks ago. It's been a four-game losing streak.
0: Yeah, a nice nice 24-21 win over the Saints and Jalen Hurts' debut as a starter today.
2: Welcome back to Behind the Jalen Hurts podcast. I mean... Are you kidding me? This is I, le, I am this first time for a while. I was excited to watch an Eagles game. Um, and the first time I was excited watching it too. It's not like the game yeah, where like, I wanted to turn the game off. I was first of all, people know this. Follow my Instagram, Eagles.world. I hate the Saints, I hate Sean Payton, I hate Taysom Hill. Like everything about the organization is so arrogant. They're just always trying to prove they're smarter than everybody else. This goes back to 2017. When Alvin Kamara said if they had beaten the Vikings, they would have beaten the Eagles.
0: I love Kamara for fantasy purposes, but I
2: hate him. Bro, what are you talking about? You you lost, you, you got smoked in the Minneapolis Miracle, right? You choked in that game. And then the Vikings, who you lost to, came in here and got smoked. And he's out here like, oh, we would have beat the Eagles. They're a whole bunch of frauds. The same team that won the Super Bowl. The following year, they should have lost to the Eagles at home. The first game of the playoffs with Foles. If Alshon doesn't trump that touchdown, or false doesn't throw another interception earlier in the game. These guys have been dueling with the Eagles for for a couple seasons. All their beat writers, Canal Street Chronicles, the the SB Nation blog, all of them all this time been calling the Eagles frauds, saying that this team's not good, and guess what? The Eagles probably just cost the Saints the number one seed in the NFC. They're probably going to crash out of the playoffs again. They exposed their quarterback. Or their fake quarterback, this thirty-year-old tight end they got undrafted out of I don't know BYU, exposed him as a fraud. It was just the perfect, the perfect combination of everything I was hoping for this season. It really, it just, it was just a masterpiece. It was a masterpiece all night. The only thing missing was Travis Fulgham. It's okay, he'll be back yeah, next. year.
0: Yeah, I can't. I'm good. I'm gonna try and pull up the snap counts. We all know it's probably went on there.
2: Yeah, it's okay. We'll get our boy back next year. It's all good. But guys. The main story has to be Jalen Hurts. I mean, we we talked about it a little bit before the podcast, a little inside of baseball here. We were chatting before the podcast, talking about Doug Peterson, and we watched his press conference earlier. It just seemed like he wasn't interested in answering questions. He seemed a little upset, seemed still a little just a little salty. I don't know what it was, right? And so, you know, he tried to take it and say this is a big team win. It's not just Jalen. It's not just Hurts, you know. And, and that's true. Defense played wonderful tonight, and we'll get into all the details. But – this does not happen without Jalen Hurts. He gave everybody a spark. He extends drives. He doesn't have negative plays. No sacks tonight. Second time all year, I think. Maybe first time all year, maybe they had no sacks. It's because he like, don't to get to me wrong. Yeah, it's definitely the first time. It the first yeah, time. Yeah, the first time but it was
0: more because his legs. Like we talked yeah, about this in I mean, previous podcasts. He just podcasts. extends
2: plays. He extends drives. He gets the defense
1: he doesn't, rest. He doesn't
0: lose. He, the thing with the big difference between him and Carson is Hurts isn't making these dumb decisions to try and make some fancy play out of it. He's literally using his legs. Even if it's just to get one or two yards, it's better than a sack when Carson, even when, he five, uses, six yards.
1: Even, even when he's not using his legs, his fundamental ability in the pocket is so much better than Carson's right now. Because when you watch Carson, he steps back when car, when pressure comes, when steps farther and farther steps back in the, in. he,
2: yeah. and
1: he steps, but even, and he steps back, he steps back too far. He's hyperextended. Then he, even when he steps up into the pocket, he seems to step up where the rusher is coming. Yeah, so his,
2: Yeah, that's what I mean. He steps right into pressure.
1: So his pocket awareness isn't very great. He rolls out the pocket. He rolls out the back of the pocket where pressure isn't even there. And when you watch Hertz, he just moves much more fluidly in the pocket. He moves up. He moves from side to side. He hits holes when he sees them.
0: And he's not dumb. He throws the ball away when he knows there's nothing there. He doesn't try and force something. He's just like, okay, nothing's there. I'm going to throw it out of bounds, which is the smart I mean, play.
2: We, we've we known this for a while, but, but you know, it Wentz, Wentz, Wentz doesn't really run the offense they give him. right? Jay alluded to this again before the podcast. Wentz has a lot of influence and in Clay calling and what's going on here. You know, Frank Reich and Filippo did a good job checking him in 2016, 2017, making sure he wasn't too over eager and and ran what they were asking him to run. The scheme is not bad. You know, they get some guys open every now and again. hurts, but hurts, executes what they're asking him to execute. And he makes plays out of structure because he can use his legs. And that's really, you know, we'll get into this, but he was good from the pocket. They didn't trust him all that much at the beginning of the game to throw from the pocket. They sort of treated him with some baby gloves, but he started throwing well from the pocket. And I think that's the biggest thing to watch moving forward is can he develop into a good pocket passer? We, we've talked a lot on this podcast about the difference between somebody like Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, and Russell Wilson. Oh, yeah. Max just put in the chat right now. Raiders just fired defensive coordinator uh, Paul Gunther. Who Paul was? Gunther interviewed, he, for, interviewed this for this job. Interviewed for the Eagles, yeah. <laughs> He's also, <laughs> uh, I think, Bengals. Bengals had coach for a while, no? Bengals defense no, Bengals coordinator. Bengals coordinator, yeah. Yeah, anyway. That when, when Marvin so, Lewis
1: got fired, he was out.
0: And Marvin so, Lewis head coaching candidate.
1: Yeah. So, um,
2: now I lost my train of thought. We were talking about Hertz in the pocket, Jaylen yeah. Hertz. They didn't really, yeah, yeah, they didn't play really well in a structure, him. yeah, he does. And they didn't really trust him at the beginning, but he started making some plays. If he can start executing as a pocket passer, we talked a lot about this. Is what we were mentioning before we talked a lot about between the differences between Kyler Murray and uh, um, Lamar Jackson and a guy like Russell Wilson or even Deshaun Watson to an extent, players who are mobile and can use their legs, but they're pocket passers, right? As opposed to Jackson and, and Murray, excellent quarterbacks in their own right. But those guys are a hybrid of running quarterbacks and passing quarterbacks. What you want Hurts to be is a guy that can deliver from the pocket and use his legs out of structure like he did tonight, because that's the most dangerous combination, right? If the defense knows that they shouldn't worry too much about the deep ball and you know they had that Connection with Rager, they just missed. I thought that was on Rager a little bit, but we can get into it. um uh, I think it was on, on both. Yeah, yeah, it I both. It was just
1: kind of one of those rookie misses. He
2: probably did not have the arm strength to get there, but I think Rager sort of slowed the, up his. The ball was
0: a little wobbly.
2: It did, yeah. I don't know. It was. I think I just I've sort of been preconditioned. Rager's just. We've seen clear. We've seen
0: clips in the past of Rager not running out routes. Yeah, jogging
2: routes, and even on that end around, he was sort of like. Like, He jogged a little bit. He, I don't know, it's, it's been weird. This is the biggest knock coming in college is that when the team was not good, he He's wasn't running good. routes 100% when he wasn't getting the ball. Um, and That's I think that way. may have been the thing here. If like he was the last read on that route, he may have been jogging a little bit, and then the timing might be thrown up, but who knows? I mean, look, it wasn't a great throw, the arm strength wasn't really there. That was really the only deep ball he attempted all game, if I remember correctly. Like, yeah, it was. Other than that, he had a very full Z in game, except outside of that, he didn't make a lot of mistakes. They and he used the game. His they legs. Used-
0: they had a good game plan for him. They made yeah. sure to get guys open so we could have these little kind of like dink and dunk, kind of like a Alex right. Smith type.
2: And game and plan for back him. to it, like if we were if we recall Foles' success in in the last in the first game he came in against the Rams and then the Giants and Raiders, all he did was short intermediate passes to Zach Ertz, short to Alshon Jeffrey, a little bit of rolling out, short passes, nothing that not, nothing past fifteen yards, you know, swinging it to the running back. The reason they won the Super Bowl is because A, they escaped against Atlanta, but the defense plays out of their mind against Minnesota. And for two games, Full starts hitting passes that you weren't expecting him to hit. And I think that's what hurts. deep passes. You. Like, you
0: remember, you remember that can, run. I remember that run vividly. You saw a few deep passes, right. all he, Jeffrey, you, I the I flea flicker, to right, the
2: flea flicker is the one that always sticks out to me. That was a perfect ball. You know, he had, had the, the
0: long TV pass in the Super Bowl to Corey yeah, Clement, Super Bowl to
2: Jeffrey, the Super Bowl throw to Clement, you know, just, just a lot of plays that like ridiculous throws I haven't seen before a quarterback make. And I, I think what hurts gives you is the ability to execute the offense, just like Foles did, which was so successful. Plus the added ability of using his legs. Right. And that's the difference like falls when he's good can hit those ridiculous deep throws, but he's not good that often, right? He's very up and down. Hertz has a higher floor because the, the running is always going to be there. Right. He's not going to, the running game is not going to disappear. Maybe as he ages, maybe he's loses some speed, but the running game is not going to disappear. Whence when he was good in 17, he was running the scheme to perfection and then bailing the Eagles out when the scheme didn't work and on third downs and, and red zone. It was
1: historic. It was it was historically efficient. It was ridiculous,
2: right? He was he was executing well. He was very efficient on early downs, on red zone and third down. He was just playing out of his mind, right? He was just he was making plays out of structure. He was changing plays of the line. He was the one making an impact there. And like that's really what this is, is that this scheme gives you a floor. Hertz has been has shown that he's able to execute that floor last couple last two weeks at a good level. Wentz, his problem is that he deviates from that script quite a bit. And so the floor drops out considerably when he forces tries to force throws, tries to make something out of nothing. And instead of just taking what the offense gives him, uh, he, he tries to do too much. And my last point, before I kick it back to the group right now, the one play that stuck out to me was Hurts delivers. You know, it was, I think, maybe second and 10, maybe a third down. It, it was someplace they were behind the sticks. Hertz throws it across the middle of the Dallas Goddard, like five yards ahead of the line of scrimmage. Goddard makes a guy miss. This was actually on the on 2 on the. Two makes a guy
0: miss, then breaks a tackle. Yeah,
2: makes a guy yeah, miss,
1: like breaks a
2: tackle, a gets yard out yard of bounds. Yeah, gets out of bounds, gets the first down, right? That play doesn't happen with Wentz because he thinks, you know, that's not enough there. He can't just dump it off to his tight end. Yeah, he he needs Wentz likes more to more put in it air, up
0: in front right? of the stakes, and then when he does that, he makes a dumb exactly. throw, and it gets because picked off.
2: He was never taking what they gave him, and even when he was, he was sort of jittery. He was nervous. His mechanics broke down. So that's why... You know, the offense just even looks a little better as a floor. Offenses are not this bad. You know, we're not the Jets. There's some talent on this team, right? So
0: they're going to open up the game plan a little bit more, too, as time goes on. Obviously, you look at it, the Saints have the number one defense statistically going into this game. So you have to have a certain game plan, the dink and dunk game plan as they have today. Just get yards, get the first down, get as many points as possible, even though Peterson did end up going for fourth a few times. Didn't work once, but it has worked. Like they had the fourth down touchdown to Jeffrey, who actually. I guess, I guess we can consider him looking good today. I think that was his only catch Alshon? today. Oh, I mean, I guess. It, it was I something.
1: Mean, he did something. At least he's doing something. I, don't, I, I still Holcomb think Fulgham should be
0: playing over him. But, I mean, it was a good play by Jeffrey. I'll give him that. Boost your trade stock. Trade you this offseason before we cut you. But, obviously, I think as you move on into these last three weeks, you have the Cardinals, then the Cowboys, and then the for Washington Cardinals defense is average. Nothing. I wouldn't say it's anything more than average. They're Cowboys put defense, more on yeah, his plate. plate.
1: They're going to put more on Jalen Hurts' yes. plate. Like at at times like, today, it looked really basic. It looked very simple. But this is his first start. This is his first extended snaps. You're going to put yeah. more on his plate next as, week
0: as as it goes on. And we, especially, yeah. you're playing a worse defense next week. Then you have an even worse defense the week after that in Dallas. And then you do the Washington defense is good. I will say that. So that's that's a defense where you're not worrying more about the corners as much but more about that defensive line
1: but that offensive line played really well today
0: the offensive line jay mentioned it last week on the podcast too he's like hey i think after working in practice as a group this week and after as one as they know who's going into the game as the starters i think you'll still start to mesh well and they will play better as the season goes on
1: blitz pickup wasn't great like you could see especially jack driscoll and jordan my lot of their younger players you could see them
0: but it's learning. It's learning experience for them, which is yeah, good because they don't playing the, them now instead of it's next year when they could be a like, playoff run. And
1: technically, you, they aren't
0: a playoff run. Yeah. Right now.
1: Who do you block on a two-on-one? It seemed you're. You should block the guy closest to the quarterback. I mean, right. Exactly. Driscoll and Driscoll would. It seemed Driscoll at times like on one player, where Malcolm Jenkins came in, on a on a blitz. Hertz had to throw it away. Driscoll blocked Jordan, but Jenkins came through. It would have. It would have taken longer for Jordan to get to Hertz. Then Jenkins, that's just a situational thing. Yeah, but these th- th- guys are gonna get better. It's they're rookies. I think in that scenario as
2: well. I I saw Doug talk to Hertz after that play. I think Hertz checked out of keeping the running back in, which was the mistake. And and it's possible that Driscoll was expecting Sanders to be back there picking up the free blitzer, which was Jenkins. But either way, Jay's right. Like these guys are. It's amazing how much better they look and feel when the quarterback isn't. Walking into pressure the way Wentz was,
1: Hertz is so much more comfortable back in the pocket. And like it, you could it wasn't see he never, like he never, had, he he never like, like, like He had eight years to throw. He wasn't having four and a half seconds to throw. He was, he would snap the ball. The throws were quick. He was making quick reads, quick throws. He was decisive, and that's the biggest difference between Hertz and Carson Wentz was the stats Wentz are I very did too similar. much. The stats are very similar. Like again, people outrageous takes are that if Carson Wentz played like this, people would trash him. No, that's not how you. That's not how you debate a rookie quarterback and a fifth-year quarterback. That's absurd. No, even no. Need I mean, the rookie was
2: also better than the fifth year has been all year. Yeah,
0: this but, is the best like quarterback the, performance that the Eagles have had all year,
1: other than yeah, the fourth, the first quarter of the week one. This is yeah. the best quarterback yeah. performance we've seen. And again, just to go back into this difference, Jalen Hur- Carson Wentz has a superior arm. We can all agree on that. Jalen Hurts does he, not have a, a cannon. He does yeah. not have a cannon. And you're. Jalen Hurts, I think, is more willing to go deep, but his arm just isn't good enough. At, right. he, he's going to make some, and then he's going to miss some like he did with Rager. It's just going to happen. His arm right. isn't great. His throwing motion is a little weird. It's a little weird sometimes.
2: He throws too much with his upper body, which we heard a lot of going into the draft, which actually is pretty encouraging, right? If you get a good quarterback's coach in here and in the offseason, yeah. work with him a lot. His
1: guru, Quincy, I, he was on. Yeah, he was talking, to Ian Avery, Rap- I was talking to Ian Rapport. Quincy Avery. I know you're talking about. He was talking to Ian Rapport. He's got a good quarterback coach. People talk very well about Quincy Avery. Yeah, look like like if you get an offseason
2: with Hurts in here, a real offseason out of COVID, I think he's going to
1: look better. He's going to look and, much and better. Yeah, he's going to start throwing with his
2: legs, right?
0: If, if, you, if you also have him coming in legs. here, if you also have him coming in here, knowing he's quarterback one, like hypothetically, I'm sure we're going to get later in the podcast about the whole Wentz and what's going to happen with him. So obviously yeah. we've talked about it a bunch in past podcasts, but I think we're a little more after the Rappaport and chapters reports came out this morning. Yeah,
1: we're we'll well, getting get more to
0: deep into it. But if you come, if you tell Hertz he's QB one going into next season, obviously it could change in training camp or whatnot. It gives him confidence to like to not only build with him, but build with his receivers. Like he he's never
1: make, rattled. You watch him play. he's, no, he's never a rattled. Like,
0: and he's like, he's a team player. He's a humble guy. Like he's Wentz too. Don't get me wrong. But like Wentz he's dealt with so much adversity too. Because you saw in Alabama, Hertz got benched for Tua at the halftime of this um, championship game, and then he gets. Bench the next year for Tua and then comes in the SEC in. championship yeah. game and they wins win. that game. Beats,
1: they win and then he transfers, he transfers the and then and he's, he's,
0: he's this th- runner up for Heisman. Like he's a good player. He knows like, how I don't to know handle it
1: people. I don't know why people have this concept that Jalen Hurts was just not good. Like he wasn't a good prospect. Like I understand not He liking. was good.
0: There's just there's flaws there that he needed there's to get flaws, fixed and
2: it's why he wasn't a first round pick.
1: What you're looking at is a kid who's gotten better every year he's played football.
2: Right. And, and yeah, Jay's exactly right. And this Who's is sort to of what say I mean he today. can't
1: make another jump because right now Nader has me on the birds with friends tick now. So I wouldn't want to listen to them.
2: Yeah. It's
1: like, they call him like a replacement level quarterback. If Jalen hurts right now, cause right now, if you had to compare him to anyone in the league, you want him to say, like he kind of plays like Tyrod Taylor kind of a little bit, but if he can take that next step, if Jalen hurts is a top 15 quarterback, you're pretty good. He's pretty good. isn't? Wouldn't you say he's a pretty good quarterback? He's a top half of the league quarterback. Carson Wentz right now is a bottom 31. So if you give Jalen Hurts, and we'll talk about it, we'll talk about the Schefter and Rappaport idea, the, the reports and come similar ideas to 2021 and with this position. But Jalen Hurts has proven to get better every year. Quincy Avery praised him today or whenever he spoke to Rappaport. The thing with both of them, but we're gonna talk, again talk about this later. But Carson Wentz needs to be rebuilt. Jalen Hurts is just going has to get better. I think it's going to be much easier for Jalen Hurts to get better this off season than for Carson Wentz to just completely rebuild himself as a quarterback.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of things that Hurts can do to better himself. I think it's more likely than not Hurts takes a big leap next year than just staying the same or po- possibly regressing. So and he's gonna work with a quarterback coach next year, he'll have more of a sense of the offense and It'll less probably be them.
1: a more real off season, they'll probably be OTAs. Yeah, hopefully
0: the some. vaccine's coming out now. So hopefully there'll there will be, be a real offseason. There'll probably
1: be some we'll have o- more yeah, real off season than what we have. Yeah, hopefully
0: he'll have OTAs, voluntary training or mini camps, you know, all that good stuff. And then I mean the thing the big thing here is if Peterson's the coach, we'll have his system under his belt, be able to, you know, kind of get more used to it, more familiar with it. But I mean, the big thing obviously is what if Peterson's not the coach then you have to look into a new playbook. What if it's Joe Brady? What if it's Brian Dabble? What if it's Arthur Smith? You know, there's but a bunch of coaches you say
1: that that a new coach? But you, couldn't you say a coaching change benefits Jalen Hurts? Oh, yeah, no, 100%. Just as much more, but I'm saying in a if sense.
0: Peterson stays, yeah. you don't worry about that. But if Peterson goes, obviously, you're not only worrying about taking that leap, maybe working on your deep ball or your arm strength, you're not throwing with your upper body as much, and you have to add in learning the playbook, figuring out the playbook, how to read, you know, all that good yeah. stuff. Yeah.
1: Before we go into anything else, we'll just wrap up the Saints game. The offensive line I thought was really good. Jordan Milata, he could yeah. be a special. He could be a special player. I don't think. Better anyone... than Dillard, probably. Andre, I honestly, I have no, f- I whatever. He's Dillard's your Gilles. depth
0: next year for offensive <laughs> Andre line. Andre
1: Dillard's 25 years old. He's probably not getting better.
0: Um, Miles yeah, Sanders, no, defensive line.
1: Miles Sanders is special. He's a special player. The defensive yeah, it's line.
0: A shame Javon Hargrave.
1: Javon Hargrave. He has gotten better every week. I feel more comfortable at him going forward. Now than I did weeks ago, I think he's kind of figured it out. Fletch has come but
0: back into his own the past Cox few weeks back. too. Barnett's and Josh been okay.
1: Swett. Josh Wood had a really good game. Josh Wood had
0: a really good game today. He got hurt at the end. I don't know if he ever came back, but he, he had a oh, really good game. No, he right. said he's fine. Okay, he good. said he's fine. Yeah, the really
1: secondary good. is not good. We knew that. That has to be, again, rebuilt. Hopefully. Uh, the secondary is
2: weird to me because they had a couple of guys inactive. Like Graylin Arnold was inactive. Michael Jacquet Next was inactive. Next week,
1: Arnold. Like, honestly, you have some young players. Like, honestly, Kayvon Wallace, Marcus Epps.
2: Wallace uh, had
0: some, Arnold, like Michael he had Dequette. a few good plays today, but yeah, also Smith had a few pretty bad plays, like it kind of like, rookie mistakes. You have
1: some, oh, you have some, like some. Okay he was a players. fourth round
0: pick for a reason.
1: You have some okay players, like Wallace could be like a top twenty safety, like freeze, like single position right. safety. Gar- Graylin Arnold could be a, like a core Graham type player. Yeah, but you and Michael Dequette which is fine could, because he's a be free Dequette. agent. Yeah, Jaquette could be a CB4, Avante Maddox could be a slot corner. You you have some guys, but again, you just keep missing on starting. Well, see, towards the
0: end of the game for the, today, like obviously they were kind of picking the Eagles' defense apart. A lot of it was because obviously Slay went out, McLeod went out, and Avante Max went out. They just wanted that
1: there was a soft zone. They went zone. Yeah. They did. Hill, Hill was able to find guys open, and it was whatever, honestly.
0: If the Eagles want to make the playoffs, they better hope those guys are healthy because there's no cornerbacks right now that are taking over for those two that are going to be any better. Yeah. Anywhere even close to be honest with you, was you're gonna have Jaquette and Kevin Seymour starting on the outside.
1: I don't know. Yeah. Who, who is
2: that guy? I'll call it. Kevin, Kevin Seymour used
1: to play. Kevin Seymour was UCA was a UCS USC Trojan was a bit Buffalo for a while in Carolina. Weird no, I've never heard of him before. Random the player. Of the Chris Chris Houston was like with, at Baylor with Arnold. So what do they have some Randos and
0: they're gonna have randos in at cornerbacks next week against DeAndre Hopkins if Darius Slay or Montemag also can I don't not know go.
1: where this Duke Riley came from. This was probably the yeah best he had game. a really good game This honestly today the best too. game Duke Riley's ever played, even in college. This was probably his best game. Uh, he's not even a bad player. He's just like an okay. The no, linebackers had
0: a good game today. Singleton had a pretty good game. He missed a tackle here and there, but like nothing Nickel crazy. The Coleman
1: is terrible. We already knew that. Yeah,
0: Jalen Mills didn't have a good game either.
1: Yep. And then so honestly, whatever a corner, they'll figure they'll have they'll figure it out because they have to play. They're
0: screwed next week if Darius Slay can't play. Because there's none of these corners are getting anywhere hey, 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 even Maddox, close Adrian, to not look good
2: either.
1: Yeah, I think Maddox, he didn't look good you he heard McLeod, I agree with that. Even if it's nothing's torn, they're probably done based on how the season. By over. yeah,
0: McLeod. McLeod's had a really good season too, which kind of sucks if he is done for the year.
1: The one thing people talk about is like you let like go Malcolm Jenkins, but Rodney McLeod's had a better season than Malcolm Jenkins this year.
0: Rodney McLeod's been really good this year. I'm very He's impressed fine. with Rodney like McLeod's also, play this again, year. Again,
1: with the salary cap we talked about last time, if you can extend McLeod on a one like extend him one more year.
0: And He's like fine. lowers cap, it, yeah. yeah.
1: Same thing, and you get like Graham. See what you can do with Brandon Graham and Derek Barnett. There's ways out of the cap. We'll talk. We'll probably do a salary cap show at one point.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure but before the free agency starts, we will definitely get into that. But I, yes,
1: just to wrap this up, I was a big component of the lose every game possible. But this was just a game you just wanted. Like I just wanted to win this game. It was generally like the first Hurts. game. I hate the Saints. We just hate the Saints. Saints, I hate Saints and the. Terrible. I hate the Saints and the Vikings just as much as I hate the teams in the NFC. So just beating them was was a good feeling, even if it was with whoever. Eagles, T- yeah. Taysom Hill, I don't really care. People hype him up for no reason.
2: Yeah, that's Sean. That's Sean Payton being arrogant. It's even better that we beat Taysom. Yeah,
0: Hill. Let's, let's move that. Let's move towards the end of the draft, I guess, or not draft, but what could happen after today's game, slate of games. The Eagles jumped from or moved from the going into their game, they were at the fifth pick, and then they ended up today at the ninth pick.
1: They'll probably, so, they'll still be in the top ten.
0: Top ten, top ten still guarantees you, in my personal opinion, either Devonte Smith or Jamar Chase. Because you, the yeah. only team in front of you right now that will take a wide receiver, looking at the draft order, is Miami, and Miami has Houston's pick. In so. the top
1: ten, in the top ten, you get a the best linebacker, a top two corner, or a top two receiver. I'd rather yeah. I'm fine with any of those, while also seeing what Jalen Hurts has. And if he just look at the draft winning, order real
0: quick, yeah. That you have means the,
1: winning some
0: games, then you win some games. Yeah. Right, draft order right now is Jets, Jags, Bengals, Chargers, Cowboys, Panthers, Atlanta, Dolphins, then the Eagles. Right now, the only teams right there that are going to take a wide receiver, as I said, is the Dolphins. Right now, just off this spitballing here, it's going to go quarterback, quarterback, offensive tackle. DB or linebacker Parsons. The only place Parsons will go in front of the Eagles is likely the Chargers because Dallas is definitely going to take either certain or Farley. In my opinion, they need defensive back help.
1: I would look at Carolina as a possible home for uh, Parsons.
0: I think Carolina is going to take a quarterback.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you can. They're going to need a quarterback. And if they don't need a quarterback, quarterback, eventually they might. Are they going to take
0: Mac Jones or Kyle Trask in the second round?
1: I mean, they could just wait until. Let
0: Teddy go another year.
1: I can lay it. I honestly, Teddy's like, if Jalen Hurts, beca- Hurts became a Teddy Bridgewater like player, like in that realm, I feel like I'd be pretty okay. I think okay. Jalen Hurts to
0: be better than Teddy Bridgewater. I
1: mean, but we'll then you see. have, yeah, We don't even know. It's hard to see where Jalen Hurts will project because he's just that player who gets better every year. And we don't know. And again, we'll talk and about the you quarterbacks. Also have a, yeah.
0: You have Atlanta there too. And Atlanta could Atlanta take a quarterback. That, Atlanta yeah, could also trade like, back.
1: Yeah. Atlanta seems like they'll take a, they'll probably take a defensive player or a quarterback. Yeah, exactly. But honestly, There's, We'll know so much more about the draft.
0: So yeah, the Eagles yeah. are sitting pretty right now in the top ten. As long as they stay in the top ten, I'll be
2: happy. Even if they're, they're picking like, look, even if they are pick picking eleventh like or twelfth, yeah,
1: you're still getting a top yeah. fifteen player. Unless you, unless you top you're,
2: three receiver in the draft.
1: If, if you're not drafting like I want to see Barnett,
2: injury before I decide I want to yeah, take. Unless a you're
1: drafting Waddle. Derek Barnett again, then you're fine.
2: Yeah. Even you Barnett can, is like
1: he's fine. Fine. He's, fine. he's just not at least he like,
2: contributes something. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's a he's not a great. He's a fine player. Bad pick.
2: He's the uh, Jalen Rager of the defense. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. I mean, look, we'll learn a lot more about the draft when it comes. I think for at least for a week, we can stop thinking or obsessing about the draft like we had been the last couple of weeks, like realizing the season might be over. Maybe it's not anymore, right? Now we have something to look at. I want to win
0: one more game this year, and that game is against yeah. the Cowboys. May,
2: may, maybe it's something to look presently at instead of look at the future and, and only excited about the future. We have something to an, a, analyze right now, and and I think that gets into the... Carson Wentz, Jill, and Hurts' discussion, we've been uh, hinting at all pod. And this morning, all of us reported on our Instagrams. We did a little recap of the Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport joint report. It wasn't technically joint, but it was basically they the same thing. Yeah, it dropped reports. at the same time.
0: Rappaport a little more information, but they're both Schefter. The same report.
2: Schefter's report, like we, we were talking about before the podcast, probably came directly from the Eagles, Howie Roseman, somebody senior in the organization, implying that the team intended to keep Carson Wentz there was some language in there that said it was subject to change or you know if first really good.
1: you at yeah. this stage you do not say you're open to trading Carson Wentz you say that very quietly in private to teams who right. are interested but why do you, you have what else were you going to say at this point right in time? and what i think, gonna say that's so it doesn't really make sense i don't take too much merit into that the rap report one i take a little bit more because there's a little more detail right that we'll talk about
2: and i think i think part of part of it is the eagles are going to start this new narrative that uh, that they want to keep Carson Wentz and they're not shopping Carson Wentz because that'll obviously increase his value on the market. And, and that gets into the Rappaport report, and Rappaport was a little more lukewarm about it, saying the Eagles would keep Wentz, but they're not married to him anymore. And if Hurts looks very good, they're open to trading yeah. him.
1: Rapp was basically alluding that if Jalen Hurts plays well, then he's playing into a long-term situation. Yeah. And the one thing that you pointed out in your post was that Rappaport mentioned that I don't know? I don't think he sourced it. I don't think it's from anybody's hearing, but he kind of said, "Hey, if Carson Wentz is put into a situation where he is competing with Jalen Hurts next year, then he could request a trade." And I think yeah. we've we've discussed this, you know, with each other a few times. The op, the possibility that Carson just wants out because as he Carson, should. Carson has this, you know, car. We see from the outside that Carson's this humble guy. But from the inside of the organization, it seems that he kind of has this alpha A-list entitled attitude that most quarterbacks have. And that could lead him to saying, I don't believe I should compete with any other quarterback. If I'm the quarterback, I sh- it should be me. Right.
2: And, yeah. And and I think, I think also in that same vein, we're sort of, I think maybe I don't want to speak for everybody, but of the belief that it just might not be the environment for Wentz to get it done here. If you're talking about Three out of four years, your backup comes in and has more success with the team than you do. You know, one of those years they won a Super Bowl without you. Yeah, the locker room has been divided. People are leaking about you. I just don't think, even with Peterson gone, even with Peterson gone, I just don't think this is the right atmosphere to win for Wednesday. Especially if first place, well, yeah. And then I think comes what's in if he started like young. yeah yeah I think what's here, both best sides careers to go to the Colts for yeah Frank, both Frank sides Reich. both sides would benefit from Wentz not being here anymore and I think if Hertz continues to play well they'll eventually ship him out and the second thing I want to flag in that Rapport report was that was that he thinks the trade market will be robust for Carson Wentz and like we've said at nauseum ad nauseum. You still hear
0: everyone say that the Eagles are gonna to have to throw in picks. Yeah. We've been saying Wentz. this. It's no. not the
1: Brock Every... Oswald because he, Cleveland Brock was Wassler, buying Brock Osweiler, Osweiler couldn't play. They were buying Osweiler for a year because they can cut him. If you're trading for Carson Wentz, you're trading for him because you can you believe he's a franchise quarterback. So you're not it's, yeah. you're not just taking him on, you're not taking on his contract that you can't you're really cause they could Cleveland cut Osweiler and saved a lot saved money. You're not saving a lot of money cutting Carson. So if you're trading for him, you say he's a franchise quarterback. That's so that argument that Osweiler comparison. I don't know who started it, but it just, it just I, it just doesn't. Maybe Andrew Benoit said it. It just doesn't make sense.
2: It's really like we've been saying every single week. People do not understand the nature of the Carson Wentz contract. The Eagles do not gain cap space from trading Carson Wentz this year, right? They don't. They they save maybe three quarters of a million dollars. In situations where you're attaching a pick to move a contract, you're expecting to clear up millions and millions of dollars of cap space that goes on to another team's salary cap. In this situation, the Eagles are paying the guarantees for Carson Wentz, taking a significant cap hit, and moving the they're contract. They're biting the bullet. Yeah, they're biting, they're biting the bullet. they the
1: bullet because, for 21. Because you're, you're, technically, be-
2: you're saving money down the line, technically, and you're not making it any worse this year. It's not, people are really not understanding. This is a very movable contract, and the team that gets it is gonna have a guy at twenty-five million dollars for two years guaranteed, which is market price for an average quarterback. It's it's Teddy Bridgewater money, it's Nick Foles money, Derek Carr. It's this is what you pay. And if you think Wentz is the guy, the contract is a bonus, not an albatross, right? You you're getting $25 yeah. million for a guy you think can be a four-year deal. top you're, 10 getting quarterback.
1: A, you're getting a you're getting a top 10 quarterback who you believe on a four-year deal. And at, for at Eagles, a very reasonable trading, price. Yeah, okay, and yeah. If you're if you're trading for someone you think a top ten quarterback, the price for the Eagles probably isn't gonna be very high, especially if he wants out. Like you're not trading Secretary Carson. Second or third. If you, if you're trading Carson Wentz, you you either don't think he's salvageable, or he wants out on his own accord, and you just think it's not gonna work. So it's possible there's scenarios where you trade Carson Wentz, and we talk about this division in the locker room. Nick Foles split the locker room. That happened. It seems like the young. If Hurts is going to start the next four game, three games now, Doug Peterson can say whatever he wants at the end of the game, that he hasn't made a decision yet. The decision's honestly, frankly, made or be made for him. That locker room, I think the younger players are going to rally around Jalen Hurts, and the veterans are going to want Carson. That's going to go in. If you keep both on the roster, that goes into 2021. Right. And if you're a team who's pushing out veterans – you're going to be continuously pushing out the people who support Carson because you look at the guys who supported him this past week, Brandon Graham, Jason Kelsey, Fletcher Cox. Jason Kelsey could retire. Brandon Graham has one more year on his deal. And Fletcher Cox, how long does he have left here? imagine the
0: possibility of being
2: traded. There's a rumor. There was a rumor when they, when they cut Jenkins, that they were doing it so that they could turn the locker room into Carson Wentz's locker room. And that Wentz and that Jenkins had a large presence as a leader. And, and it was time for Wentz to take over. I just think like we can play this game right now. Let's do a little prediction of percent chance. Each guy is back for, uh, Howie Peterson and Wentz. And if I'm starting with Wentz, I think, you know, there's probably at this point, I honestly think there's an 80% chance he's traded. I just don't, I don't see I this. I wouldn't go that high. I I just don't I see it like, happening again. I think it's again.
1: like 60, I'd say 60, 40, Carson's gone. I, I can't I don't, see them. I don't think he wants to be in that situation right. again. Yeah, I just can't he's see it happening. consistently battling for the locker room. And Hertz is a very likable guy. I don't think Hurts is, is like poking jabs at Wentz during the days, even hoping, in the press
2: conferences, he's always, he never says anything. He always just keeps it, but, 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 tight, he ha- but people up, yeah.
1: consistently rally around him. He has that kind of natural born leadership mentality and people rally around him. And it seems the younger guys are going to rally around Jalen Hurts while the vets rally around Carson and Carson just might not want to deal with it. Like he's like Rappaport said, he might not want a competition. It's not just on the field but it's in the locker room. He's like during the games right now, he's just standing. He's standing by himself. He's kind of like in the group a little bit, but he's not talking to anybody. He's just kind of looking around. And when Jalen gets over there, Jalen's talking again, of course he's the starter. So he's going to be talking to the coaches, but once Foles, I don't remember, but it was Foles like more active on the sideline. I don't remember.
2: I don't know if the sideline, but in the locker room, I think it it was. Yeah.
1: And you know, People are saying Carson's taking this pretty well, I don't. I don't think Carson's the type of guy to throw a whole hustle and bustle about no, it. No,
0: he's he's not the kind of guy to make a like a whole scene about it. He's uh, but not gonna, in, in, pri- in private,
1: there. in private, I could see him just saying, "I don't want this. I don't. I'm tired of fighting for the locker if room." If Carson
0: Wentz, I'm saying trade me to the Colts, and I'm sure the Colts will be happy, willing to give you like a high pick, maybe yeah. not a first I think round there's pick. There's four, five teams.
1: I think there's four or five teams who could want Carson Wentz, and you can get a second or maybe even a first I think round the pick top two one.
0: teams you're looking at right now are New the in- Colts, in- obviously, and New England.
1: Yeah, so there's possibilities, and I I talked about it with these guys for a few days. There's a, well, no matter what you do at quarterback, it's a gamble, because if you're going into this offseason fully building around Carson Wentz, then you're banking on him playing well in 2021. The roster's not going to change that much, albeit you add Devontae Smith or Jamar Chase, that's the best offensive weapon you bring in through the draft in the, the offseason. So the offense isn't going to change. He has to learn a new scheme. And he has to be rebuilt physically and mentally. So you're, you're, you're putting a lot on this guy to fix it. And if he doesn't, then all the trade value you had in him is gone. You're just cutting him. You're outright cutting him, and he, that's all the value is gone. And if he struggles again and you bench him again, you're never going back to him. I don't care what whoever that coach is saying. You never go back to a player who just bench twice. And then if they go in with Jalen Hurts, and, you know, they're looking at a quarterback in the draft and they'll get him. There's so many gambles, but I think I'm in that that party that thinks you move on from a guy one year too early than one year too late. If a first round pick came for Carson Wentz, I have to take it. Even if I think he could be saved, it's such a long, it's such a process to fix him right now because he is so far gone that bringing him back to that even 2019 end of the season form is going to be a really tough task so I don't know where you go from here if it was up to me and you know I'm glad I don't have to make this decision I think I I trade Carson I roll with Hertz for a year and if Hertz doesn't take that step you have it you have the 2022 draft to find a quarterback it's just tough so
2: Jay you said 60% he's gone I say
1: 60% he's gone for Carson Wentz the other guys it's going to be much
2: max what do you think um
0: i'm gonna go 50 50 i think there's a very real chance they bring in a new coach and he says i'd rather have wentz and fix wentz and then they have quarterback battle but i think it's a very real chance. wentz says trade me i don't want to do a quarterback battle i'm not i'm too good for that
1: what if what if you go into that concept of a a qb competition and hurts just wins now you have this 34. Now you, now all the people who complained about having that $34 million dead cap hit is now that's a dead cap hit. He's sitting on the sideline. You're not putting not putting it back in. Cause he's so at that point, if he can't beat out hurts, that's the thing. Again, I mentioned it. You're re, you're rebuilding this guy as a quarterback. You're basically, you're Carson Wentz. It's not about getting better from where he was. It's about just getting back there and hoping to get back there. Hertz is going to get better. So if Hurts just wins and I don't, we'll see, we'll see where we come from. I think a lot of people are like, it's just not going to happen. And I think the market for Carson Wentz is going to be good. Bo Wolf mentioned that when they when the Eagles traded for Sam Bradford, the Eagles wanted Sam Bradford bad. They traded a second round pick and Nick Foles for him. So <laughs> a team is good. It just takes one team to really want somebody. If the Colts really want him and trade a first round pick for him, just, I think it matters for
0: the. I think it depends on where the Colts finish,
1: like think the, in the playoffs. The Colts, I think the Colts are gonna make. They could. They're gonna. They probably will. I think to they, make, they
0: very well could make the AFC Championship.
1: They're gonna make the playoffs, and they could make a run. Oh, and to make if, and if you make a they run, they looked
0: good today.
1: Their defense is very good. Phillip Rivers is on a one-year deal. How? Far they're, along they're
0: legitimately one. They're a quarterback away from being the yeah. second best team in the AFC.
1: Frank Wright could say, "Hey, Chris Ballard, that quarterback who might be available." Can push us over or make us equal to Kansas City. We should go get him because you're picking 23rd. The Colts don't have a lot of holes. Who are you taking at 23rd? That's going to make a bigger impact in theory than a quarterback because you're not you're not going to get any of the top four at 23, or wherever they pick if they pick in the 30s. So I think it's plausible. So I think I gotta got 60 percent on Carson. Nader, Nader can top us off with dominating.
2: Uh, Peterson, Peterson, percent chance he's gone. I would also put it at extremely high, probably seventy-five percent. Because yeah, that's what I was going to go with. I, I just You're think he. Knows, I, I just, I don't think, I don't think he wants to be here. And, I got an eighty
1: percent chance. The twenty percent chance I give him is only that Jalen Hurts is like immaculate, and then Je- Jeffery Williams. Yeah, like, but
0: we, as we talked about before the pod, like Nader said, there's a very real chance he resigns. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, so that, yeah that, I just that, don't. Whole, I just don't
2: think he wants to be here. Man. I
0: don't know. That's going to be a really. That's going to be a situation to watch over these next two weeks. That's definitely going to be one of the top storylines.
1: Howie Roseman, I say there's a 50 back, see, I don't know. I'm going to say 65% chance Howie Roseman is fired. I think it's an 80% chance Howie Roseman is promoted, demoted in player personnel, like he's just gone.
2: Interesting. I would put the odds that he's fired at like 25% and then another 25% that he is reassigned it within the organization. I think there's a fifty percent chance he just keeps his role. I don't know, man. I just I, I, I think can't. he
1: I think there is gonna be somewhat of that kind of I could see it happening. I think there's
2: gonna be a change, but I don't think it's gonna be a major change. I could see it happening. It's just until it happens, I can't bet on it. Yeah. I agree. It's, Every it's, week yeah. that
0: goes by I think I less I think less and less that how he's going to get fired or get his role changed. So I'm putting it at a twenty five percent chance that he is not in his current role.
1: I think he's I just think I think they have to – I don't think Jeff wants the, to The fire problem him. here is I mean, he,
0: the Eagles – if Jalen Hurts does look at these last three games, the Eagles fans are going to be like, oh, yada yada." Jeffrey Lurie could be, oh, that was a good pick after all. Like, no, it wasn't a good pick because as much as Hurts might still, be good – The process was still the, Exactly. You're picking him. You didn't pick him to be the replacement for Carson
1: Wentz. You All this. Yeah, all it did was screw up once yeah. even more. You it was a terrible pick at the time,
0: especially when you have other players on the board at the time that would have helped this team – This year, and it probably would have helped them win the division. Like if they had Jeremy Chin, this defense is not as bad as it was earlier in the season. I know we caught, we cussed out Schwartz a lot earlier this season. You know, if you have Denzel Mims, even though he probably wouldn't have come here, it's just there's a whole – it's a terrible pick. Hyrosman should go. The pick is bad. The process
1: and the pick is bad, but the player could still be really good. Just the whole process we got here is bad. That, That That doesn't change. The process should not change depending on how it hurts plays. the process is still awful that show, though that's one of the many moves that you get harry roseman sh- removed from from personnel i i think he's out of personnel in some capacity i don't think he's there i think he's moved he can be about he can be an evaluator he can still have some kind of say in who comes in who doesn't but he should not have final say on personnel ever again
0: yeah i agree um, that's really all we got today, man. Anybody have any last minute thoughts? Um, here's the last real, real quick question. Do you think the
2: Eagles make the playoffs? No, no.
1: no. If they beat Arizona, maybe but right now. No,
2: the scenario is that they need Washington to lose a game, but lose a game to either Seattle or Carolina. And then the Eagles have to win out. I think Washington loses to Seattle, but beats Carolina.
1: It's possible. Washington is, it's Washington definitely is possible. Good. Washington's a game and a half ahead. They'll probably be a,
0: I don't think the Eagles will make playoffs, but I think it's definitely something that should be in the back of our minds.
1: That like that week 17 Washington game is going to be slightly it, interesting because it it's could, like if yeah, they it win for it's going to be like, oh, if the Eagles win and if this happens then they make like it like last
2: year or 2 years yeah. ago. It so last It'll year. But yeah. well,
1: I don't
2: I don't think that's going to be the it's it's going to be cuz I think Washington's going to be the team they have to go through. I think it's going to be if they win, they're in because things happened beforehand that set them up to be in that situation. Um, cause we're not, we're not thinking about a wild card here. It's just, you gotta win the division, right? So there's only two games you could be looking at. I don't think the giants are going to factor in. I think it's just going to be, is Washington going to drop enough games before week 17 to make that game competitive or do the Eagles lose enough before then? To just sort of put a clunker up at the end of the season and it doesn't really matter well, i, I mean, feel like
1: the, i feel like the giants could just beat the browns and the cowboys i they think could, the browns good to win credit for they could win two of the last three games they play
0: i really do hope the eagles don't make the playoffs i want to see them beat dallas and i want to i want to see them be competitive that's all i care about the rest of these three i games.
2: don't mind honestly like at this point we're playing we're now like, now, don't get
0: me wrong; they beat the best team in the NFC today on paper. I feel good, man. I, Bruce, I don't. But.
2: I don't. The same thing we said last year about Carson getting playoff experience, about the team making it to the playoffs and getting young guys' experience. I think that that now applies this year, right? As opposed to when you were with Wentz and you were three eight and one, you were sort of a dead team going nowhere. Now you have a young quarterback. You have a potential glimpse into the future with some of these guys playing, like Mylada, like Herbig, Driscoll, Rager, Fulgham, Ward. You know, there's pieces here, Gavon Wallace, uh, Marcus Epps. You know, they're uh, Alex Singleton. There are pieces here that you kind of do want to get some playoff experience and see, kind of see what happens when they start winning some I mean, games. Don't
0: you kind of want to get some playoff experience for Jalen Hurts too?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, so I don't want the playoff. I don't want them to make the playoffs again just to lose, and then it's like, oh, how are you? Who would they be playing I, right know, now? Who's who's it who would, would they be? LA, be
2: the Rams. Which they could they could be the Rams. Mm. I don't know. Look, I mean, I'm torn. I'm obviously going to root for them to win. I, you know, I'm not going to be upset if they make the playoffs, but you kind of hope if they do make that run to the playoffs, it's not a scenario in which they're like slogging out wins these last couple of games. Like you want them to be looking good as they enter the playoffs so that you have some sort of feeling like, Hey, we could win a game, right? We could win a game. Maybe we could win two games. Maybe we could turn this into a productive season where you know, maybe we don't fire the coach and the GM. Maybe, maybe things don't change as they dramatically they, they
0: as the can team work team with anymore. a win or two in the playoffs. Like, right. as in a yeah, two, I mean, like, win. look,
2: maybe we don't change things as dramatically as we hoped we could. But if we think that, hey, we have a quarterback in here, we have Wentz out of here, right? We have a, a new roster, we're, we're putting young guys in the field, we're trading Zach Ertz, we're getting picks. Then you start thinking, hey, maybe, just maybe, Harry Roseman, despite our lack of confidence in him, can start drafting players at a high enough volume that some of them hit. You start rounding out the young talent on this team. It's not that he hasn't hit picks before. Right, Sanders was a hit, Josh Sweat was a hit, Derek Barnett is good enough. Right, like these players are not all duds. They had they have some. Even Jalen Rager produces a little bit. He gives you something. So if you can just amass a large number of picks. And start hitting some of those players and filling out the young talent on this team, you start feeling a little bit better. And you say, "Hey, we got a young quarterback. We got some young talent coming in here. We have a lot of aging veterans that hopefully are still producing for us because we took good gambles on who we're keeping around." And that team, while I might not be a Super Bowl contender, is a competitive and fun team, right? And with the right coaching, with the right free agent signings, you could have a 2017 like year where you catch on fire. So, yeah, if
1: you if you can if you can get whoever if you like change the front office and you get a new coach and Howie is still somewhat in charge, but they have a GM and you're, you add more players and then you still have older guys who have replacements ready to go. It's like, okay, we're going to, we have this guy who can produce for one more year and then we can move on because we have this young guy. And it's like, well, you have an infusion of youth and veteran talent on your roster. Cause you don't want to be too young, but you don't want to be too old. So they find that middle ground. And they can do it right now. It looks bad because they're they don't have any young players other than like a few on offense and not much on defense. But if they just were able to bring in a few guys, hit on some picks, hit on some day three guys. That's
0: what's screwing them right now. Not hitting on picks.
1: They're, they're honestly what's screwing them is day two. They've they've yeah. wasted. They, so they don't much. they don't hit. Day three picks are always. Hit or miss. That's or that's, miss. How, that's, that's, that's it, not they, that's not as bad. I think
2: Roseman's only been good on day three in his career, right? You got guys like Mills. When when's the last time you Milata, saw the Eagles hit
0: on a good second or third round pick? What, Dallas Goddard might be it? Miles,
2: Dallas Goddard, Miles, Miles. Sanders.
0: Sanders, yes. If you
1: Sanders get more good. because like if you look Maybe. since twenty seventeen, we'll if you got for the
2: wrong reasons though, Nader. True. Sure. If it
1: wasn't Sidney Jones, if it was who I don't know, I don't They tried know. to get
2: Dalvin Cook. It was who was else,
1: card, you know, who else was available at that pick? You know, not yeah, I don't even know. I don't remember the corner is available or whoever. But if they got whoever there and they got someone who actually contributed and they didn't take J-Jaw and they didn't.
2: It was, got, uh, I think, you know, Qu- Quincy Wilson was on the board. He's Tyus terrible. Tyus Bowser. <laughs> uh, Bowser's solid. Justin Evans, I think we had talked about. Yeah, uh, if they just Raekwon, got some- Raekwon McMillan, Obi Melifonwu yeah.
1: It's got somebody who. I
2: on phone Zach it Cunningham is good.
1: Yeah, if it wasn't Sidney Jones and if it wasn't Jay Jaw and it wasn't, you know, Davion Taylor and it wasn't Rasul, if you just hit on those picks, you're much better off. If you hit on, that's why like the the tenth pick this year is gonna be really is gonna be important. But that second round pick is gonna be equally as important going forward. You have to hit on your first three round picks. Those have to be starters.
2: It can't be having Davion Taylor up in here.
1: You can't be (laughs) draft. You can't be drafting a guy who you know, who's not going to be ready for three years. That's the type of like how he has some hits and Jalen hurts could work out, but you're still missing horribly on like Davion Taylor. I don't, he can't be in that position of power, but you do have some hope, but here's my like last question and last statement. A lot of people seem to complain that the, like, why didn't Doug do what he did for Hertz for Wentz? And my myself thing, that question all game. My thing is, if you're if you're dumbing down the offense for a fifth year, 128 million dollar quarterback, as you would for a rookie, what does that tell you about that quarterback?
0: Yeah, but I feel like if he's not having a good year, you kind of have to adjust to him and you have to see where it goes. Cause obviously we all know we've seen what Wentz has done in the past. He's not usually a bad quarterback. He has his moments where he's not good, but we've seen in the past that he can be that top 10 level quarterback and it excites us. So why not try to get him back into that rhythm by doing what he's doing for Jalen Hurts right now, by dumbing down the offense, letting him hit on these easy I, throws to build up his confidence again and not throwing three hundred. I don't know.
2: I, I think it's tough. It's tough for us to say that the offense isn't simplified too much for Wentz. I think it's definitely some truth to that I just think it's there might it might be something of Wentz just not taking what's there and trying to and trying to force throws that aren't there and and,
1: and it's just not reading the field it's not feeling right. the pocket it's just not hitting throw he's, he's there's plays to be made and he's missing them and I think that's it's that's why like if this was a situation where the offensive line was getting destroyed with or without hurts and the receivers are dropping every pass thrown, but what what scares you is that Carson is just regressed in easy areas like reading the field, feeling the pocket and making easy throws. That's where he's regressed. The only two quarterbacks who are less accurate really are drew Locke and Sam Darnold. So it's not just what's around him. And that's what's like fearful is that, the chances he's not fixable to me, I think, are higher than if he is. So, which is why I'm in the boat of you should move him.
0: Yeah. We'll I think that, I think do. that's that the this offseason will be kind of crazy seeing as if the Eagles have the top 10 draft pick, who they're leaning towards, whether it be Chase, Smith, someone else, and then obviously the whole Wentz thing, if they decide to keep Wentz or if they decide to ship him out to what most likely seems would be Indy.
1: It would probably be. It's gonna be. It would probably be an AFC team just based on I mean, how teams I, trade star players. Like, like the Texans traded the Hopkins to the to the NFC. The the Digs to the AFC. Yeah,
0: well, you trade, I think the you, you the, trade yeah. a star
1: player, it's to a different conference. That's In my out. personal
0: opinion, the only the only we have a few con- uh, places he could go, but the only actual one where I see could happen is Indianapolis.
1: I think Denver.
0: I don't yeah. think Denver will do it. I don't think and, Denver, they're not going to want to give up a high pick for him.
1: I mean, if you could, if you, I mean, this is John Elway. John Elway isn't necessarily the best GM at quarterback, so he could make that it's, decision because Drew isn't really, he doesn't move, the, doesn't move the needle for you. I understand yeah. he's in Pat Shimmer's ancient, ancient offense, but I think there will be suitors for Wentz. Like, I don't understand how we can, how we can, how do we as a, fan base, take this one ESPN report that says Carson Wentz is valued, and then we say, ha, look, he still have why are we all saying he's bad when all these executives are saying he's good, and then the next day say, Oh, he's so terrible, we're not getting anything for him. Pick one.
2: I yeah. Know, the so fan fan base, I,
0: value.
2: Yeah. I just like I feel like on this podcast we've been very consistent that Wentz We've all we saying it. it he wants a salvageable, although not here. And the contract is extremely tradable. And if they can find a partner, it's probably worth doing it.
1: It's a gamble. So, if you trade if you trade I him mean, and if you trade him to Indy and he just he just looks more of the same or maybe he's in the twenty to 25. But box. here's the
2: thing. I think you could trade him to Indy and he could be incredible and it's still the right move because he's just not gonna I be hope there.
0: he is incredible. I hope he's incredible for yeah, a team that I don't see, see Carson Wentz only played for him once gonna, every years.
1: But it's probably just never it's gonna, just gonna not happen happening. here again. Whatever it's just that right. kind this building and it's again, it's self created. This building, they've created a a environment that just doesn't work for Carson Wentz anymore, and Doug Peterson looked at him with Jalen Hurts in a very funny manner and a kind of little, actually, it. It like e- it looked like the meme. It looked like the meme Iraq made the other Doug day. Doug Peterson you know, is now.
0: literally giving Carson Wentz in this picture the death eye. Like, he's literally looking at him like you're never going to be quarterback. All right,
2: interestingly, yet. I mean that just prompted me as we wrap up this podcast towards the end. That picture Max just showed us of dog looking at Wentz. Is it possible Doug Peterson goes and coaches the Jets and they trade for Carson Wentz with no, Joe Douglas? Zero percent chance. Right? Like, is no. there a chance Doug Peterson thinks I still in Carson Wentz? Not with the Jets. I not maybe with not with Trevor the Jets, Lawrence. but is is is, is so Doug Peterson. So
1: if like, if I'm sorry, he, yeah, you're right, you're right. Trevor Lawrence, up, a good point. If he if he ended up in Denver, like if he like our John Elway and that group. Denver's is a different them? story. Right. If, if he goes they're right, like, okay, they're yeah, one of those Max is right they're like a they're an overreactive group and if someone like doug peterson became available they would fire i love
0: carson wentz but there's no way you if doug peterson goes to new york that joe douglas and whatever his name doug peterson both agreeing yeah no 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 yeah max is right i i i forgotten
2: about i forgotten about trevor lawrence but i do think if doug peterson goes somewhere that's not picking high in the draft and looking at a quarterback, there's yes, a chance that, that team that. says, Hey, we'll take a swing on Carson. Denver,
0: Wentz. I could see, I'm trying to think, you know, all it takes is Peterson
2: have. convincing, you know, let's talk about Denver. Let's say it's Peterson just convincing John L that, Hey, anyway, Press I Taylor know. didn't know how to coach Maybe. him or they forced me to do X, Y, Z with him or Mike Rowe didn't know how to coach him or whatever it is. Like, it's possible that when that Peterson still believes in Wentz, and based on the answers he's given at the podium, it, it really sounds that way, right? So what
1: if what if Doug gets fired somehow? Matt Nagy survives in Chicago. Doug gets hired as the offensive coordinator in Chicago, and then Doug's like, "Hey, Nagy, we should bring in Carson."
2: I I, I think I think Peterson's gonna get a head coaching gig. I do. Probably, I feel he leaves, I do. He, he
1: will. He will. But it's just, there's so many scenarios that can play out. But I keep. Yeah. Everything I go to ends up back where you should just trade him. And I understand. What about that,
2: John D. Filippo becoming an offensive coordinator? Right, like there's so many places that Wentz could go. And and absolutely, I agree with Jay. It's just it makes so much sense for both sides just to get Wentz people are going to be
1: upset and people are going to be angry. People are going to be upset. You gave up. People are going to be upset about the cap hit. And I think Definitely. there's so many people who who think I I'm kind of in, again in this party that doesn't think Wentz is super salvageable. I don't think he's easy to fix. So I wouldn't be opposed. And it's a gamble because we've seen how good he can be. But I I people are gonna be upset if they did it. But I think it's a very real possibility, whether people agree or not. It everything's on the table because if if Jalen Hurts plays well, people are assuming that Jeffrey Laura is gonna hire a head coach based on Carson Wentz. I don't necessarily buy that. I think it's a horrible plan to hire a head coach based on one player. I think Carson Wentz has to be in discussion in a player but if jalen hurts plays well how can you expect the coaching staff to ignore that especially if they go into training camp
2: my last point here will be that um jalen hurts to end the season is going to be extremely interesting we'll see how this all plays out but at the end of the day we are all fans of the of the franchise, we're fans of. I will the support
0: whoever is the
2: quarterback right. as long as we're winning. But games. The I'm not. I'm not. With. Right, I'm not here to criticize how people enjoy their sports. If if you want to be a Carson Wentz fan, then be a Carson Wentz fan.
1: We've all been. But, car- we all supported Carson for so yeah, long, but this is we just and this is just the reality of the Philadelphia Eagles.
2: It's a business. The sports a business. If you're going to be an Eagles fan, then you got to get behind the team, right? And and if you want to be a Wentz fan, that's totally fine. Like I'm not going to criticize you, but. You know, I, there's people out there who are like legitimately upset that Hertz is performing well. And I just, I, I think that's wrong. You know, I,
1: this it's team, stupid.
2: right. The only person we're rooting for honestly, and it's sort of, it's the kind of terrible way to look at it. The only person we're rooting for right now is Jeff Lurie. He's the only one who has yeah, the same. Yeah, rooting for the fire interest. Howie. Right. We, we Jeff Lurie is the only guy who is the same, right. He's the only one who's going to be here at the end of the day. He's the only one who benefits the most of the team's success, right? The fan base is the and only the owner, opinion
1: that matters. He's the only right. opinion that matters.
2: The fan base and the owner have to be in lockstep. And you gotta hope that Jeffrey Lurie takes a look at the situation, doesn't get fooled by anything going on at any of the season. Says Harry Roseman's gotta go. Doug Peterson, hey, I trust his judgment
1: of, there. They fired a lot of staff members at the end of last season.
2: And they because forced staff members out.
0: Because yeah. of Lurie. Yeah.
1: And yeah, Laurie made that. Laurie fired them. It wasn't Doug, it was Jeffrey. Lori Hitchcock. doesn't
0: play around. Laurie's the best owner in Philadelphia. He doesn't play around. He, when he wants to win, he Has will he get over, rid of what he's Does he, he
1: overstep ownership boundaries sometimes? Yeah, but every owner does that. No matter, no matter every owner in football, except the bad ones, step in to an extent. Yeah, so still
0: did Jets. Woody Johnson's do anything. He sits there, um, bakes in his money.
1: Arthur Blank, Arthur Blank steps in in Atlanta. Like, their things happen, owners do things behind the scenes that don't get leaked. Jeffrey Lloyd just so happens to get some of that stuff leaked. But his opinion matters. We'll see where he goes. I think
0: yeah.
1: you can't look. Four games shouldn't be enough to save anybody's job, but in that same sense, four games for Jalen Hurts should should show you something. Like Because this is a clean slate. Doug Peterson and Howie Roseman don't deserve that kind of slate. And if a new regime came in, clean slate, everything they decision, and if they decide Carson Wentz isn't it, then I support that because I have nothing to go off saying that they're wrong.
0: Yeah. And I think we'll wrap it up with that. You know, if you're listening, make sure to follow us all on Instagram, Eagles.World, Eagles Intel, Eagles underscore Empire. Leave five stars on the pod. We're hopefully going to have another guest on this week, talk Eagles, talk Jalen Hurts, Wentz, draft, I guess, too. And I guess, apparently we have to talk if the slim chance now if they make playoffs back to
1: the playoff talk
0: no not yet we'll, we'll wait till after the cardinals game for that oh for and more I, of that.
1: oh future head coach if Howie rosen's here brian dabble
0: yes That's yes so yes please leave us five stars and uh we'll see you guys sometime this week